Hi, and welcome to the Authors Lighthouse podcast, helping writers and emerging authors navigate the choppy waters of publishing. I'm your host, Karen Schober, indie author and author consultant. Hi, and welcome to the Author's Lighthouse, episode two. This was recorded for October 17th, 2021. We're back for another episode. Today's topic is the idea of the ideal reader, or asking yourself the question, who are you writing for, and why do they want to read it? With most of what I write, it starts out to be for me, me being the ideal reader. I'm telling myself a story, usually to entertain myself, but as the writing process evolves, and the story begins to take on a life of its own, I start to think about who it really is for. Of course, it's for me. But to have an idea of who else in the world would love to experience the story as well. As I write my fiction, I create a new character, the reader. Sure, I hope everyone reads my book. But let's be real. Not everyone reads my genre. I write primarily romance, by the way. And even though I am an avid reader, I don't read every genre myself, so think about who you envision would be reading your books. Who would be your number one fan? Of course, besides your mom, significant others, who is your number one fan? Who is this character and where do they live? What else do they do? What else do they read? What do they do? How old are they? I could keep going on about building the ideal reader, this character, but why? Is it important? It does help in the writing process as you tell the story, but it will also help you down the road when you are developing the marketing plan. I am all for working smarter, not harder, and this character development is one of those activities. Knowing the demographics of your ideal reader will come in handy when crafting paid ads and even keywords and social media hashtags. Having the additional interests will help you find readers instead of using a dartboard to figure this all out. And the more details you have for your ideal reader, the the better. While I start with myself as the framework of my ideal reader, I do make changes along the way so that this person becomes alive just like my main characters. But I also need to make sure that I'm not letting it take over my writing time either. You can also add to the ideal reader over time as, it, as they evolve, much like any character. It takes time to get to know someone in the real world, so it does here as well. So how do you get started in this? Well, normally, you just start thinking about your ideal reader. You can use a character sheet if you do that for, to build your characters, but if it's just jotting down a list of their likes, dislikes, and who this person is, you can even name them. I would recommend writing this down at one time so that you can go back and reference it. It makes it a lot easier instead of trying to remember every little detail about this new character of yours. This way you can use it when you go to do your marketing, but also when you're telling yourself the story, you need to think, would Sally or Jane or whoever your character is, your reader is, you can reference it easily. So that is why we need to create your ideal reader. Today's episode is brought to you today by Fiverr. 
Whatever you need, they have the solution. You can find any service in under five minutes. The entire world of freelancing talent at your fingertips. You can find the perfect freelancer for you. I personally have used Fiverr for logos, web design, cover design, and even writing my own bio. Know that your project, no matter how big or small, is in good hands with freelancers at Fiverr. Over 100,000 freelancers to choose from to help you get the job done with projects starting as low as $5 and completed in 24 hours. Find your perfect freelancer for you at Fiverr. You can find them at tinyurl.com slash A-L-H dash Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. That's tinyurl.com slash A-L-H dash F-I-V-E-R-R. Whatever the need, they have the solution for you. Find them at tinyurl.com slash A-L-H dash F-I-V-E-R-R. All sponsors for the show are products and services that I use and endorse. They are ones I find truly helpful for me. I think you would like them too. This week's term of the week, trim size. The trim size is the height and width of the page that the book is printed on. It's not necessarily the size of the cover, but the actual page size. Trim sizes are important because it can determine how many pages are in your book. And there are some standard sizes depending on what kind of book you're creating. But before you go and decide on a trim size, make sure to check with your printer, be it Amazon or, or Ingram Spark or your local print shop that they can print that trim size and what their requirements are. This is very important and will save you a lot of time down the road by doing your research. For a trade paperback, they usually come in one of two sizes, a five and a half by eight and a half or a six by nine. My, those are my two favorite trim sizes. Normally, uh, if the page count is under 100 pages, I will go with the five and a half by eight and a half. But if it's over 100 pages, I will go with the six by nine. The little bit of extra space on the page gives you more words per page and can help keep the page count low, which will only add to the cost of the individual books. There's another size called mass market or pocket books. These are the small kinds that you see uh, in mass market stores, that's four and a quarter by 6.87 inches. For kids' books, they can be all different sizes. I personally like square ones, eight and a half by eight by eight inches is usually a really good size. You don't want the book to be too big, nor do you want it to be too small. It needs to fit on the shelf. I don't know how many books I've had on the shelf, children's books that are an odd size and they fall off and Hardcovers really hurt when they fall on your foot, by the way. So that is this week's term of the week, trim size. What's your favorite size? That's this week's term of the week, trim size. In this week in news, first of all, book sales have rebounded in August by over 60% from last year. This is a great, great thing for our local bookstores. We want them to be successful so they can carry our books and keep the love of reading going. But big news, Netflix is going to launch a book club. They've partnered with Starbucks 
and they are going to be launching this book club on Netflix's YouTube and Facebook channels and they will be highlighting titles that have been adapted either in TV or movie format on Netflix. So that should be very interesting. Well, I think that does it for this week. We've gotten through two episodes. Big deal. Yay. But thank you for listening. If you have a subject that you want to suggest for a future show or want to reach out to me, you can email me at karen at theauthorslighthouse.com. I want to help you on your journey and your input helps me to know what questions you have about writing and publishing. To support the show, please become a patron at patreon.com slash authors lighthouse. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash authors lighthouse. Your support helps make this show possible. As always, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at the authors lighthouse and the authors lighthouse podcast. Looking forward to talking with you next week and have a great week. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.